Yes, indeed. You know what that music means. It mu- means that it's time for Stay in the Loop with Lucy on a Sunday morning. Welcome to our show today. Now, if you haven't joined us before, this is a show that covers health and well-being through connection to people, people in our community and people beyond who share with us their experiences, their decision-making, their consequences, and regardless of age, their innate wisdom. By discerning and getting a sense of what is transferable from what these guests share, we can choose to apply the relevant aspects in our lives and in our community and develop programs that found a more sustainable, loving and heartfelt way to be with each other, thereby improving our physical and our mental health. We have just completed Hornsby Kuringai's International Women's Day Festival and I want to say an enormous thank you for all the support you've offered us. What was a humble outside broadcast with this Stay in the Loop with Lucy radio show two years ago and the team at Triple H and five stalls that has turned now into a week-long festival with 28 events engaged by thousands of men and women, international interest on social media, 33 stalls and a fund which will feed back to the community for the coming year. I ended up having a team of six people helping me this year, or a team of five with me, equals six, um, helping me this year, and it made all the difference. It's funny, that's probably been one of the biggest learnings for me, what it was like to work in a team and to, and to work in a team that actually stayed true to the end. It was really lovely to, to experience that, and I'm sure over the coming years I will experience it more and more. My guests in the studio today are Laura Lloyd and Camilla Hanlon, two of the team members of that Super Six, as I'm now going to call them. And there's a big shout out to Mandy Taylor, Joanne Moffat and Anne Kenyon, who are our other key members. Welcome, Laura, and welcome, Camilla. Thank you. Hi, thank you. Now, you'll recognise Laura's voice because she is American and um, Camilla is substantially younger, so you'll recognise her voice from mine. So if I don't introduce everyone each time they speak, that's how you're going to be able to recognise us. (laughs) Always very helpful. Now, we sat down, um, I think um, my the first the first meeting was before Christmas in November because I wanted to bring together everybody to say thank you for 2017 and to see who would be interested in 2018. And a, a small group of people joined, a small but dynamic group, and we worked out very early on that we were going to have um, a standard of decency and respect right from the get-go. We were looking for some young people who might want some event management experience and Joanne went I think I might know someone and said but I don't know anyway within hours if not I had a message from Camilla going yes I'm up for it and um, you joined us at our next meeting didn't you Camilla? Yes Um, I wanted to get some work experience and when Joe told me about the opportunity I jumped at it so yeah so and you've been with us ever since every mm-hmm. Monday morning at 7:30 a.m. we met at the PCYC and they uh they supplied us with tea and herbal teas and maybe a smidgen of coffee and um some breakfast for those that hadn't eaten I had mine regularly there it was just it was just a really great community and our and our first meeting where we set the standard where we set out what we were going to do there was a real understanding of everyone having their role and there was a realization very very quickly it was more than one day even though that one day was going to be our festival we realised that the whole event was going to be a festival and we had so many plans for how to engage the community. This wasn't about our events. This was about there must be other events around the community that we could bring together under one umbrella and share what we did. So, um, Laura, I'm going to let you share with us what was it about the Love Me First theme that you feel we as a group felt, felt was important? Wow, that's that's a huge question, Lucy. That, um, you know, I, I'd like to go back to the story of us when we first met and we talked about that hashtag that we were going to use, that love me first. And we all looked around at the table, as you recall, 
we all looked around at the table at each other and we said, you know, we need something. We really want to talk about how this is for self-love and self-care. And we all looked at each other and said, love me. And we all had this moment where we went, wow, that's really amazing that we can't say that we can use a hashtag for love me because we feel that that's so selfish to do that. And we obviously came up with the hashtag love me first, you know, and went with that longer term. And in that is the message for all women that we really need to look at caring and nurturing for ourselves and really break through all those societal norms that are out there that say that it's selfish for us to really look after and to care for ourselves first. Um, you know, the airlines tell us to put on our oxygen mask first. You know, it, it's, it's for a reason. We cannot give to other people if we don't have within us, you know, that self-care, that really good foundation of self-care and self-love within ourselves. So that, I think, was really a, an interesting, an interesting uh, a way that that, that that came about. And it was interesting feeling the, um, the group go, we knew how important it was in every single one of our lives. But we quickly went into, oh, how are other people going to take mm. this? Is there going to be some pushback? Will they get on board? Or will they think it's either, you know, the, there's, it's a generational thing. You, you just don't. It's selfish and it's um, self-indulgent and it's vain to put yourself first. Mm. You know, there are so many mums I know that put family first, that put everyone ahead of themselves. And that is their complete normal. It was my complete normal you know one breakdown later and you know near I mean I was on the right train track for chronic fatigue there is no question but I had no concept of putting myself first no concept at all or even what on earth that looked like like okay have a bath all right have a bath but it's not just a one-off this is this needs to be a sustained relationship that you have with yourself to build up a a relationship with your body so that your body feeds back to you how you're feeling and where your energy levels are at. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I've no, I mean I'm just a massive fan of the body. It's it's incredibly honest, isn't it? Mm, absolutely. You it doesn't lie. You always know if you connect with your body what what's going on yeah what you're feeling and how it feels and I you know I I, oftentimes people don't want to do that because we're rush 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 and it's just well I've got to do this and I've got to do that and so I'll just push through things that case in point what we've talked about many many times the simplest of things how many times do we not just go to the toilet when we need to you know because I've got to do another email or I've got to you know get my child off to school or I've got to do something different um, it, it's just the simplistic things mm. that that is total self-care. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Listening to those small warning signs. <laughs> do you find, how, how early do you think that doing things for other people is embedded in our psyche, Camilla? Um, I think, well, offering from a younger person's perspective, I think that um, self-care can often be more of a, seen as a surface sort of thing, you know, caring for the outside, but really got to look deeper and think about well how am I caring for my health and mental well-being Mm. and I think being a part of something like this it really it was really a feel good for me I felt like I was being a part of something that's bigger than just myself and you know so I think that really gave me perspective and um, also I learned from people older than me just the importance of caring for your health and well-being and starting when you're young I think you know what I loved I loved watching you blossom from someone who was nervous (laughs) (laughs) to someone who's sitting here on live radio (laughs) just sharing with us that it's more than surface level. That's just enormous, Camilla. Um, The first time I went on radio, I really didn't have a clue what I was doing. And I'm, you know, when I listen back to the early early ones that I did I stumble through it but expression is part of Mm self-care that's what I've learned is that if I don't let myself speak and let myself get it wrong and stumble and knock into things and 
put one foot in my mouth after another and the listeners on this show have heard me do pretty <laughs> much all of that. Um, I, I hold something in me back. I'm afraid of getting it wrong and I'm putting so much power on the people who are listening to this or to other people in the room and it creates a little poison in me. A little bit of me dies each time or I hold a little bit of me back and... Mm-hmm. And that's a poison in our bodies. So that ability to just trust that what we have to say has some value, I didn't realise was part of self-care mm-hmm. or of self-love. And I've, I mean, this is my medium. I am a voice person. Mm-hmm. I support others to express through this medium. I had to own that and go, you know what? It doesn't say I'm fantastic or I've got it all or I know it all, but I know that I... And I do it with young people in, in schools and in, in groups. It's like saying, value what you have to say because I certainly want to hear it and I certainly want to learn from it. Mm-hmm. So I say thank you to Camilla for even turning up today. <laughs> and it has been amazing watching you um, grow from the inside out. And I, and I really hope that other young people will want to get involved in this. Mm-hmm. And will. what I also noticed was... You stayed the course because we live in a society where we get distracted and pulled off course quite easily. And um, as a practice of, that, that I have of, of meditation and just taking time with myself and um, esoteric yoga, you kind of get a real awareness of how quickly your mind gets off and you start dis- being distracted and thinking about other things. And... Um, in life, social media does that to us quite a bit because there's always something we could look at or do. And event management, there's always something to do. So that practice, um, you know, is is something not to be underappreciated. But you stayed with us every single week. You did what you said you were going to do. So, you know, again, thank you. (laughs) Today's show is all about the International Women's Day Festival. Um, Looking forward to sharing with you some of the events that we went to, but also some of the um, some of the sponsors, uh, some of the interviews that I've done over the week. I'm going to play some of those for you today. First, though, Laura, we could not do an event like this and think that it's not going to affect our lives. It is not going to ask us to go deeper in how in our relationship with ourselves because otherwise we're yap yap yapping but we're not yap yap yapping from a body that actually lives what it's talking about and a topic like self love me first you cannot ask others to do that if you're not doing it yourself absolutely so what did you learn bearing in mind we're constantly learning and we'll be learning until they pop us in a little box (laughs) or we go wherever we're gonna go at the end of our lives um what what did you learn from this experience about your relationship with your work and your um and your love me first wow a huge amount um it's really interesting I think the biggest thing, uh, a couple big things that I really learned throughout this festival was that I had a tendency previously to either go into events with overwhelm or with drive. So I would either just say, okay, I'm going to do this, I need to get it done and drive myself to really do what I needed to do irrespective of looking after me. Or I would go into complete and absolute overwhelm with, and then just kind of stick my head in the sand because I was there was just too much to do when I was too overwhelmed and too afraid and didn't know where to start. So what I really learned through this was a different way of being with myself, and that way was really, um, you know, it, it, I couldn't say that there weren't times that I was overwhelmed, but what I did was I just stopped and really focused on my body, on my breath. And really, you know, regrouped and got myself into a place where I was in better connection with myself and then moved forward. And what was really interesting is, is that 
I think this was the first time, certainly the first time in my life, that I've ever been through something as momentous as this, as, as what we brought as a team was huge. Um, something so big where I didn't go completely into drive or into overwhelm, one of the two of them. And I would say that the six of us as a team, we all brought something to each other that was just absolutely precious and, and beautiful in that, that we learned from each other and brought that so, so those were probably my two biggest learnings. Did you have any, Camilla? Um, I think the event helped me to build a bit of confidence because before, I think being a young person, you can often be quite intimidated talking to older people. But I think, you know, once you sort of start off and sort of get that mindset of worrying about what they're going to think of you out of the way, then you can sort of just feel more confident and at ease talking to people who are business owners or things like that. So yeah, and I think just um, I've learned so much about event management and just what it takes to create such an event. And you know, there's you don't realise how much goes into it. You know, just bringing one person or business in. There's five follow-up phone calls that have gone <laughs> into that process. So I think yeah, it's just a real eye opener. That's beautiful. Really lovely observations, and it really helps um, us appreciate some of the things that we we don't we take for granted um what i loved about watching because you two worked really quite well together on the marketing and going to a lot of storeholders and going into a lot of shops because laura has been to nearly every every shop in um (laughs) westfield was that um you clearly saw how laura was just just herself with them Mm -hmm. all and going up and telling them what we were doing and I think one of the the most important things to know is that it never really matters if they say no Mm -hmm. because we must give business owners the option to say no Mm -hmm. just as we give individuals the option to say no we're just if you don't if you don't ask you don't get the opportunity to be part of it Mm. and what I noticed from every single sponsor that did come on board they were so appreciative of the opportunity and we always have to look at brand aligning Um, we know we cannot have someone that doesn't align to the brand sponsoring the brand we it has to be you know an organization that um, has some concept of looking after their staff or um, you know, if, even if it's a willingness, even if the practice a bit is a bit clumsy, there needs to be a willingness there. Mm-hmm. And um, you know what? What I saw was the your confidence in in going up, but equally, there were moments where we were together when it was clearly not appropriate for us to do any of that and we changed what we were going to do and we planned where the stores were going to go mm-hmm. and then I hear you did that again on Thursday mm-hmm. people were a bit um, feisty and you were like the energy isn't right here let's change it mm-hmm. so what what you kind of get is a, um, a, a way of speaking in a conversation that says there is more to what's going on than what we can logically say we see or hear. It's a feeling that you have mm-hmm. to honour to be able to go, this is not the right place for us. We're going to, you know, it's just not, it doesn't feel right. And so go do something else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So again, great learning. Yeah, absolutely. Great learning that you've got to trust that heart instinct, that body sensing um, and let that speak volumes. Mm-hmm. Um, I would agree with you, Laura. I learned um, a lot about how to manage an event um, on this scale, I had a dogged refusal. I was absolutely not going to go into the way I used to do it. And and I've honed that over the, the three years and the multiple events that I've done in my lifetime. I've had a lot of practice of um, doing an event. But what I noticed in this one, I didn't actually have as much problem handing over the reins and I'm sure there would be other people on that committee of six who would say there's more I can hand over I and I totally agree but I need to I need to know that it will still happen to the standard that I want it to happen and that's just a trust Mm -hmm. thing that's just a learning and you can't hand over well you probably can hand over to someone you don't know I'm working on that (laughs) um but I, I learned that um, there is, if, if there is any overwhelm, it will show up in the paperwork. And 
what we found was that there were times where we had our meeting notes and the to-do list would have things that were still on there from last mm -hmm. week or there would be double ups and um, we were all working other jobs so it's not as if this was the only thing we were doing but what was lovely is that something came back to say hey you weren't present when you did that you were multitasking and you need to just have your mind and your body in the same place working on one document at a time so i would always find it maybe in a in a stay in the loop with lucy script and i and i had done something that wasn't supposed to be in there or i'd forgotten to write who my guest was and you know it just made little things more of a complication than they needed to be mm. so there were so many reflections to me um I learned how to get prepared for three different meetings on three completely different topics on multiple days. Oh, so yeah. I found that I woke up and there was a certain time of my day where I would stop doing anything and I would just make sure I had everything I needed to be out of the door at sometimes quarter to seven in the morning for the entire day when I wasn't coming home at eight till eight o'clock at night potentially. So... I learned something that actually I can do that and the consistency and commitment of being being dedicated to a rhythm and a routine really works. So, you know, we did a, um, a talk on overwhelm, which we'll talk about a little bit later, about women and their relationship with overwhelm. Well, I know that intricately well. So I knew that I could deliver that and I can support other people with that because I, I'm, I have, I know it. I know it. I've lived it. I've been there. And actually, I've got some really great, solid uh, foundation to be able to speak about it now because actually it isn't that part of my life that it once was. So fully claimed here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're going to go for another break. When we come back, we're going to talk to the sponsors. I want, I would really love um, the listeners to hear these sponsors because they each bring a different flavour. I'm asking similar questions to each of them, but they each bring a different flavour of why they got involved and what they've got out of it. I have got Laura Lloyd with me. Hello. And Camilla Hanlon. Hi. And we have been talking, hashtag, love me first, and International Women's Day. Let's press for progress. <laughs> yes. We've got, to, we've got to put ourselves higher up that list of priorities. Mm. That is the progress we're, we're striving for here, um, unapologetically looking after ourselves so we don't burn out in a heap on the corner and leave everyone and everything that we've committed to equally in a heap in the corner. Absolutely. So we had to get some help to do this, didn't we? It was not a feat that could have been done alone. No. Mm -hmm. We had a couple of objectives. We needed... We wanted flags this time, didn't we? We really, one of the feedbacks from last year was that people didn't know what was happening. So he thought, you know what? This time you are going to know <laughs> it's happening. And um, Mandy had a great relationship with Sinarama. Um, we, everyone that we went to, we said, it doesn't matter if you say no. If you can give us a deal or a discount, that is as good as anything to us um, we will assure you we'll give you good brand awareness we'll always let people know what you've done um, but I do I do feel that people always go to the same people to ask for a deal so I do think that we should spread that around and mm -hmm. other organizations should come on board to say hey look you know what I can help with that you know, approach organisations, big organisations like Studio Arts, the Women's Shelter, um, some of the um, street work, some of the big organisations and help them so that, you know, we can, so that they, everyone doesn't go to the same people yeah. because otherwise, you know, our signoramas will, will struggle. Yeah, yeah. So um, one of the biggest organisations was Wurunga. Uh, the Rotary Club of Wurunga, who they auspiced the project, which basically means that they covered the um, insurance, but they also covered the finances. So 
there are some amazing people there. They volunteer their time all the time to so many different projects. And we reduce what we know about Rotary to thinking that they sell raffle tickets and do barbecues. But the good that they do in the community and the connections that they make, it's unbelievable. And so I wanted... I thought that this would be such a great marriage. So here with me is Janelle Spate. I am here with Janelle Spate, Marketing Chair for Rotary. Welcome. Thank you, Lucy. Now, why did Rotary offer to host this International Women's Day Festival? Uh, for many, many reasons, because we are very involved in the Hornsby and Karingai area and there's a lot of women who have been coming to the event and it's just growing bigger and bigger. And we have a lot of women in our club now, so the percentage of women in our club has grown and people just want to know about these things that haven't been talked about a long time ago. And so uh, there's a lot of issues out there that we can talk about and help each other. And it, Rotary has brought a lot of expertise to the table. So they're helping to not only manage the finances through this project, but they are also going to be the top guns on the barbecue this yes. year, which we were slightly worried about because obviously it's a bit sexist because actually it's all men who are running the barbecue. Oh, but they love doing it. They love doing that. They, they don't want to give that up. Unbelievable, isn't it? There is a, there is a, um, a, a an order to this yes. barbecue. Yes, and we have Ken, who's our big expert on barbecuing, and yes. he's he's amazing. So it's lots of fun. Yes. However, it also there is a program that's going to go on throughout the year, isn't there? So yes. There's an ongoing support that Rotary Club of Warunga will offer the women of Hornsby and Kuringai and the projects they run. Yes, and I think the uh, what comes out of these things is people talking, um, and other things come out of that and then we can grow from that to have different events and find out people's needs and we like to support that. It's a prevention project, yes, isn't it really? rather than a cure. And, and that's, to me, that's what Rotary is so much about, about looking at, you know, yes, we can help in need, but how can we actually start working a little earlier up that river, um, up, up that stream to see if we can stem the flow? Yes, and hopefully we'll get a lot of young women coming along and and because we have a lot of youth projects and it's good to have the young women come in and um, find out that they can get the confidence and they don't have to go through things that their grandmothers did and, and they can speak about these things more freely, have better relationships with their husbands yeah. and their boyfriends and you know stand up for themselves in life. Lovely, thank you very much, Janelle. Thank you, Lucy. That's us from Rotary. Thank you, thank you, Rotary. So there you go. There's our rotary one. I'm going to throw in some, one of the most gorgeous uh, men who was part of our event. Uh, I said, you're amazing. He said, I know I am. G'day. Greg Wilkinson, Smartline Personal Mortgage Advisors here in Normanhurst. I'll be out celebrating and embracing International Women's Day 2018. I've grown up with three sisters. There should be no advantage being born male. Leave no woman behind. Oh, you love it. I agree. Go, Greg. Now, this is a making life. A wonderful woman, Dawn, who had a stall on the day. And um, this was her, this is a, a new business for her. And her enthusiasm just oozes out of every pore. Enjoy. This is a making life. Um, we have a new creative workspace based in St. Ives. Um, I live in Warunga, so I'm a local girl. Um, it's been a long time in the planning. Uh, I'm a pharmacist by trade and always have been wanting to create a business where we would teach people how to make things. Really simple concept. So a few years ago I went back to college part-time and studied uh, graphic design because I wanted to design my own fabric, create my own patterns and my own instructions. And, and since that time in 2014 and, and last week, I've been expanding my skills. And um, yeah, we're going to be teaching people all sorts of creative activities. We're gonna teach people how to make professional quality lampshades, matching cushions, print their own fabric. 
and some people who have a sewing machine and have never used one will teach them how to use that and get them going dressmaking we're going to do brush lettering we have watercolor artists coming in wow um, and you have people you've got um uh, bunting you can make bunting well look we teach people all sorts of things how to make bunting we've got our own free patterns and bags wow. anything to do with fabric we can help people learn how to create something beautiful out of it what is it about the International Women's Day Festival that meant you wanted, as a small business and a young business, that you wanted to get involved? There were a couple of things that really appealed to me. I think the first one is that it's um, local. I'm a small business. I wanted to get involved in my local community and find something that I could support um, that would benefit the local community and also to be honest, myself, my new fledgling business. I also wanted to um, get involved and help build my own community. And I felt the International Women's Day Festival would be an would give me an ideal opportunity. And um, women supporting women is a, a great concept. It's one that works really well. I don't want to pigeonhole my business is just being for women because we do have men who come along and want to take part um, but I've come across you know in the past few years none of my friends are sewers so I've had to really forge new links with um, groups outside of my area and I was really conscious that there wasn't anything local uh, and I want to build a community of like-minded people who want to come along and create um, and I was fortunate the International Women's Day Festival came up and it was just a perfect opportunity for me to A, support my business and B, give something back to the community. So how would you, if, you, if there was another organisation who was starting up, would, is that what you would say to them in terms of get involved? Oh, absolutely. Um, I've, I've had other businesses that are ongoing that, um, and I, I know from experience the only way you can grow is by collaborating with others that may not necessarily be in the same industry as you, but forging links with the community and sharing ideas and yourself and your time, A, gives you a personal benefit, but it also benefits other people who may not have the same experience as you. You can give them your ideas and you learn from their experiences as well. If people want to get in touch with you, how can they do that? Uh, we have a website. Our address is amakinglife.com.au. My email is dawn at amakinglife.com.au and my mobile number is 0405-637-878. Now you're going to be part of our festival finale as well, aren't you? Yes, I am. I'm really looking forward to it. It's going to be a fun day. Now, what it, what can they expect? What can people expect from your store? Um, a, it's going to be really beautiful because that's what we're about. We want to create beautiful things and, and inspire others to come along and make them. So look for the bright one if it will be mine. And mm. we're going to have... I'm going to bring along all my printing blocks on the day so people can jump on in, get really messy and have a practice. Um, it's really hard to bring sewing machines, so I've had to bring something mm -hmm. that people can play around with. And I, I know people like to pick up, touch uh, and play with things, so we're going to be doing that. And um, I'll bring a load of, along a load of our samples so people can have a look at what they can be making. And, um, yeah, it will be, I, um, hopefully it will stand out and people will just come lovely. along. It was so lovely to to see the colour on her um, stall. Yeah, did you see those um, those gorgeous block printing things that she had? She actually has those hand carved. But does she? So they're just amazing. So some of the designs and some of the things she does, they're so original. And I don't know if you noticed her signage on the front of her stall. She had all block printed as well. 
it was just gorgeous. She's she's beautiful. She's, she's an attention beautiful. to detail and mm. what you can do with little and what you can do, or how you can re repurpose things. Yeah, absolutely. Very exciting. Now you've signed up. Well, you're going to sign up. Yeah, for yeah. The I took class, her flyers because I just thought, you know, I just I love all that crafty stuff. Mm -hmm. So she's got some workshops where. Um, she had said they take they take like bits and bobs from like Kmart and just make things out of nothing. And I'm like, that's just me. I love that kind of stuff. <laughs> we so, could re repurpose half yeah, the things in the house, couldn't you? Absolutely, absolutely. Need Why to start not? now and then sell it all before Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Or give it just as gifts. Start, st exactly, start it as gifts. Start it <laughs> all as right. gifts. Now, look, our next one is the Chamber of Commerce. Now, Mandy had several hats uh, while she was working with us. Uh, Mandy Taylor is the head of the Chamber of Commerce and um, for this year and she is also part of Smartline so we will focus on her as the head of the Chamber of Commerce in here but she was also the person that really got the bulk of our um, raffle prizes she organised her, her fabulous daughter did all the, the um, raffle tickets, raffle yeah. tickets designed yeah, them, amazing. printed them then you sat with her and sold them didn't you? Mm -hmm. Yeah we did really well we sold about 100 That's fantastic yeah. I'm sure I need to um, check whether we can still buy them because I've been asked to buy five, so we oh. cannot draw the raffle until I've bought those five. <gasps> Otherwise, I will never be forgiven. Um, but so here is Mandy Taylor talking to us about the um, about the Chamber of Commerce. The Chamber's purpose in the community is really important for a variety of reasons. It's about keeping businesses up to date on what's happening that's going to affect their business in the local community. It's also, you know, helping business owners because predominantly the small businesses in Hornsby, around 63 to 67% of them are non-employing businesses. And so it can be quite lonely out there, you know, working away as a sole trader. or So it, there's a whole range of things that, that we do both in the information side and help bring people together, but also being a voice for the local businesses, be it in local council or further up in the larger picture to up to Parliament. How do you decide when it comes to community events where the best use of resources for the Chamber is? I'm glad you asked that question because this year, which is just my second year, as president, one of the things that the committee decided in our very first meeting is to be known as the Chamber Champion of Charities. And so we actually sat down and we looked at those who are members and those who are not, and we looked at what we could do, no matter how much small or large amounts of money or effort that we can put in as a chamber and use our position in the community to help involve others, to, to help you know, become a larger force and make a difference in the local community. So that's how we decided what and how and, and who, and every month we'll be, we will have a focus on different charities and organisations that, that um, we believe are, you know, are paramount to the social well-being of the economy, or the well-being of the social economy, which if anybody knows me, they know that's a, a real focus of mine because for the economy in general to be profitable for it to be thrive you really need to take care of the so the well-being of the social economy because if you don't all these people who you know they're not employed they're not at centrelink claiming money they're actually working on their own in their own business and so if you'd like some of the figures could well be skewed in terms of the employment and how much employment or unemployment that actually is so but it's a whole different ball game I'll, I'll leave it there um, if people want to get involved in the chamber and join the chamber how do they do that I would always encourage people to come along to one of our informal lunches which is normally the third Thursday of each month held at the Station Street Bistro there you can get an idea of the type of people involved, this type of businesses, the energy, and just, you know, overall get a feel and to come along as many times as you like. You do not need to be a member. However, we'd love you to be a member because the more 
voices, the more members, the more powerful that we are when it comes to speaking up at local council meetings or with the mayor or further up. Hear that, hear that. The more we speak up, <laughs> the more voice we have. There's a theme here. Yep. <laughs> All right, now, next one is Kerry Hodge, who is, um, who, uh, this woman is a member of the Wurrunga Rotary and came up and, and couldn't be part of the day because she's obviously working as a dentist, but she wanted to help because she has an all-female practice. Oh, wow. This interview took three times to record it. Mm-hmm. The first one she wasn't happy with so she just there was something about it because it was over the phone and not face to face and she just felt that she hadn't shared what she wanted to share so we had to find another time to do it which happened to be at Hornsby Connect which is a which is a an organization that offers a helping hand to people around food um but I but it was a really busy day and somehow I didn't press record. (laughs) That was a very small but very major mistake. (laughs) (laughs) So this is our third go. So yeah, third time lucky. So I mean, I'll share, I'll I'll play it, but I will also share some of the things which I think she doesn't cover, which are absolute gems. So here is Kerry Hodge, and and again the generosity. She came on as a as a big sponsor with no need for anything in return she actually wasn't even bothered about um she just wanted to support it beautiful you know so here without further ado is kerry hodge and the warunga village dentist i'm kerry hodge and i own warunga village dentistry i bought the practice from an elderly war veteran in 1990 and I became a Vets Affairs Officer at that time because I was treating all of his old friends as well. Um, I stayed in the practice in Pimble for 12 years and then moved it to Warunga, where we've been for 15 years practicing as Warunga Village Dentistry. We're a general family dentistry practice and um, largely preventative and a lot of aesthetic work. Being an all-female dental practice, um, I felt a real connection with this year's theme of International Women's Day, which is basically looking after yourself so that you can care for others. Um, I fell pregnant soon after buying my practice, so I realised that I had to do something to care for my baby, run my business, and at the time I was teaching and doing my master's degree. So it was a tiring time for me as a young mum. I turned my second surgery into a nursery. I employed a nanny receptionist. and. Since that time, many of my staff members have brought their kids to work and if someone's got a sick child or sometimes the kids come home from school doing their homework and, you know, we'd have several children in our surgery at any one time. Um, It did make it easier. It made it easier for my workforce to be able to share roles and uh, and we had a very low rate of uh, sick days because everybody understood give and take and for me, it worked really well. It was important for me to sponsor this. I work in my home community. My children went to school in the area. I treat my family, my friends, my relatives. And uh, I felt it's something important as a local business to sponsor. But also, I think that we lose so much talent when people aren't caring for themselves and aren't able to support their dual role as a carer and a worker. And of course, when you have children or you have elderly parents that need a lot of care, then usually it's the job that goes because there's not the support out there. There's not enough companies who understand that perhaps give and take works better. And um, so I feel a lot of women, particularly in my age group, who've had to give up their jobs, have unfortunately deprived the workplace of a lot of talent and a lot of intellect and a lot of skills that you need not happen if we were able to support our carers better. The more that we support this action in the community, the more likely we are that we can all work together to support each other and to maintain a career. A lot of women my age particularly have had to give up their careers to support their families and children and then, like me, they may end up divorced or they, the kids leave home and they are looking for 
to resume their career and unfortunately their skills are no longer relevant. So I think it's worthwhile for companies when they've got people that they've trained and they've um, nurtured into a certain job level to look after those people and we can do a lot of job sharing and a lot of um, continue education to keep people in the workforce. Uh, you know what I really liked about that interview is she took it somewhere different. She talked about the value, the financial value that women who drop out of the workforce, I hadn't expected her to go there. But I love that she brought that because it made me actually think, you know, this is really important about trying to support women in, in the workforce. And she is in an all-female practice and turned her second um practice room into a nursery when she first had her babies and her receptionist was a receptionist nanny wow so she was clever in the way she did that and she said that she's had you know people who've literally they 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 have their their kids coming in and doing their homework so that that it's community supporting you know businesses could think about how they could retain their female workforce or how they could better support their female workforce because we do miss the balance of the genders when it becomes such a picture of women staying at home to raise the children and men in the workforce and I think it men miss out on that wonderful time with children when they're young and it really is a vital point to, to build relationships for men with their children when they're young. And, um, you know, it, it stands them in really good stead when they're teenagers if, if they've had that good foundation. And it, it just builds community too. It I mean, does. It's, you know that saying, it takes a village. Yeah. You know, I, it, it's so true. We are having a show today that celebrates everything that happened over International Women's Day Festival and just bringing you up to date, sharing with you the amazing people who helped us get there. Now... I think probably a little snapshot of it would go to say that the events that we... Let me just get my pieces of paper. We promoted through the week 28 events. And actually, we had 30, but two needed to be postponed. So all in all, 30 events. I'm waiting to get feedback from each of the event holders to how many people went. But I reckon we're close to 1,000 women who actually went to events throughout the week. And if not went to it, we're, were directly affected by them. That's a lot of people. That's a big. Um, that's a yeah. big. That's a big number of people we reached right there. There were 21 organisations involved, 20 businesses, and 15 sponsors. Wow! Wow! Six people. Yeah, six people. That's amazing. Six people who sat down and said, "Let's do this." Uh, there was that prevailing. Um comment that we got from people, uh, no matter where we went, that had said, you know, who's sponsoring the event? What big company is behind it? Or what big organization is, is sponsoring this event? And, and we went, we're doing it. We're actually bringing this to the community. The six of us are actually doing this, spending our time volunteering, doing this for the community. And people were just flabbergasted. They could not believe that six women got together and delivered something of this magnitude to the community. I think there were elements of people being quite suspicious of it. Mm, yeah. Which I had not expected yeah, at all. That yeah. completely flabbergasted me. Um, because I don't think they could trust that we weren't doing it to get anything out of it. But the whole purpose yeah. of doing the flyer was to list everybody's event so that people in the area could go to whatever they wanted to go to. Now, I don't know whether that watered down some of the events and people couldn't go to lots of things so they only went to the ones that they could go to. I don't know. Um, it was choice, though. It, it's You know, it's really about presenting what are the choices and what resonates with you. And then yeah. you go through that program and mm -hmm. take a look and say, okay, you know, based on your schedule and what resonates with you, I can attend this, I can't attend that. I think it's just presenting that opportunity to the community. That's right. Mm -hmm. Seizing the moments that you want. What yeah. did you feel, Camilla, for, for in terms of how much was on offer? Do you think there was enough? Do you think there was enough difference? Yeah, I think it just, having lots of different events that focused on different topics meant that whatever resonates with you the most and what you felt you needed to work on, you could go to that event. And yeah. as you said, Laura, mm. it just fits in with 
whatever fits in with your schedule. Yeah. I mean, the different. We had a five-year-old all the way. In fact, we had wow. some. Yeah. We had some newborns at the fe- festival finale. Yeah. But and the mums and bubs groups. Bubs groups we yeah. were going from the very start, and the mm-hmm. and the kids, um, the mums and da- mothers and daughters, pampanite. <laughs> so. As active participants, we had from age five, and I think the oldest person there was about 87. Wow. And I have to say, I think probably they were um, visitors to the festival and on the Rotary barbecue. Wow. You know, I mean, we, we went from one age group to the other, and everyone felt like they contributed, the guys mm-hmm. as well as the girls. It was so important to say this isn't just about women. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, Definitely. when we did the Love Me First Forum on the Sunday, I I was like, I told my husband, you're going, you're going to this with me, you know, not because I need your help with something, but because this is a message that you need to actually hear and sit down and listen to. And it's about inclusion. It's about having everyone in the community there. It's a discussion that we all need to have. Absolutely. It was lovely. We'll go on to the forum in just two moments. One of the things that I wanted to share, um, some of the events that we went to, menopause group, mother-daughter pamponite, Women and their relationship with overwhelm. Those are three that, and the youth group and parenting group, those are the ones that, that we ran, the mums and bubs groups at PCYC. You did all the food for those. Mm-hmm. That was um, that was a big ask. And was, obviously new business, so yeah. uh, maybe not something that necessarily you had done on that level that consistently before. How was that? Yeah, that was great. It was actually really great to share what I have around food with everyone. And... Um, and, you know, my family's used to eating all the food that I do and everything. So actually having someone else try things was really beautiful and getting yeah, the feedback. Yeah, so I bet. It's quite yummy. And then we had the Hornsby Kuringai Women's Shelter Magnificent Men with three great men who, uh, who were um, sharing why they've got involved in the organizations that they have. Check out the Hornsby Kuringai Women's Shelter website because really you should be using Humanitics. Um, there is a, a great catering company which... Um, they do lunch to go or to uh, uh, food for good or something but it's basically where you buy a, a meal and they give the second meal to a shelter oh, to a local shelter so beautiful. it's it's kind of really logical they've got great mm. food it's clean food and that's what they serve in their shelters and that's what they so because they feel that the the people who come to those to the place where they first started uh, sometimes you know have issues with drugs and alcohol so they wanted to make the food that they ate as clean as mm, possible absolutely. really good smart idea mm. um so again uh, and of course sos removals all three of them the men were presenting why they do what they do and it's actually really logical mm-hmm. um it was great to support them so go to the Hornsby Kuringai Women's uh, Shelter Facebook page and have a look at their magnificent men and who was there and how you can get in touch. Um, Then, of course, we had the women multitasking in business with um, Mandy Taylor and Susan Hughes. And they had Leanne Bolton, the director and treasurer from the Hornsby Kuringai Women's Shelter there, and Susan Bridges, who's principal of Cheltenham Girls High. Both of them gave amazing interviews i've recorded them i'm going to edit them and put they'll have them up on their website they were amazing but um i'm going to ask if maybe i can interview susan bridge in particular who who just gave a snapshot of girls education through the years and leanne gave the most amazing story of her own experience of domestic violence and how you can actually be fooled into not thinking that what you're experiencing is that it was it was a very um, special morning. Uh, Rotary's breakfast with was with Joe Corrales, um, who is going to be a guest on the show in coming weeks. She was uh, the principal of a very special school, St. Lucy's. She was amazing. Yeah, she was. She was. Mm. She was really yeah. great. So, really, on top of that. We had our own Love Me First forum. Do you want to give a snapshot of it, Camilla Singh, mm-hmm. as I was so in the middle of it, you could probably yes. give a better picture. Mm-hmm. So we had a small intimate group of about 20 to 25 women who came and um, each of the committee members gave their own um, perspective on what Love Me First means to them and they also um, just told a little bit about their lives and their story and... Um, some many of the women touched on their experience with sexual harassment and it was really interesting just hearing everyone's stories and you could just 
had there was a real feeling in the room of just everyone was just so comfortable and able to share their experiences mm. and it was just really nice to witness yeah because everyone was so much older than you weren't they yeah, but yeah. it it was women speaking intimately with mm-hmm. each other letting each other in mm. and mm-hmm. letting themselves unload and it there was not one point of it where we didn't take responsibility for our own part in a me first a me too scenario Mm -hmm. And I think that's what I loved the most. This wasn't about blaming anyone else. Mm -hmm. It was about... And the beautiful Julie um, brought a a wonderful point about being really kind and gentle on ourselves because Mm -hmm. we can kick ourselves for not speaking up in the moment. We can have regrets. We can wish we'd done it differently. But, you know, we're here to learn that now and Mm -hmm. we can do something about it and and consider it now. Mm-hmm. It's never too late to let ourselves um, be kind and gentle and, and accept the warmth that comes with friendship. Mm-hmm. I really felt the friendship of that group. And of course we had Natalie Ward, MLC, mm-hmm. um, the, um, a politician who was a beautiful woman uh, and I could feel had a sense of decency and respect that I hope she will take back. Yeah. To the yeah. upper house. Yeah, she was beautiful. Yeah. Just really, just, you know, we connected afterwards and she's just, she's really such a lovely person. Mm-hmm. And just, uh, you know, I think everyone got so much out of that event. You could see everyone's eyes light up, you know, mm-hmm. women sharing stories that you think it's something that's only happened to you or you think that it's an experience that you've only been through and you kind of live through it looking at that way. But it was really about sharing it with other women and really... Yeah you know, saying that, you know, it's all of us. It's not just me and myself. It's it's everyone together. And there were different versions of Love mm-hmm. Me First. So so Joanne Moffat was fantastic because she said, you know what? Mm-hmm. Buy myself shoes yeah. was my moment because yeah. I love these shoes. I haven't got yeah. anything for them to go with, but they so mean something to me. <laughs> and you just smiled and laughed with her because mm-hmm. you could see the joy those shoes brought yeah. her. Mm-hmm. And you felt her joy with her. Mm. I mean, it was just all encompassing. And then, um, you know, I remember Anne Kenyon was talking about the the self-care that's needed to be able to be a carer all her life from start to finish and how, you know, the burnout happened and she's had to learn because Mm -hmm. the issues haven't gone away. She's gone from looking from as a child being told to look after everyone at school to looking after her brother and her parents now as a a care of her parents that none of it's going to go away. So she can't just Mm -hmm. stop and look after herself. She has to build it into her day-to-day so that it forms a foundation, which is, I really take my hat off to her. It's, it's beautiful, though, because that we've touched upon so many of the different topics that came up that evening. There were so many just beautiful nuggets of wisdom for everyone that was there. And, and there was such a benefit, I think, overall to everyone. It's just, you know, learning and hearing other one, everyone else's stories. Yes, you know, sharing. And sharing. why it mattered. Yeah. And, you know, we've the week before last, I don't think it was last year, I think it was the week before last, we had a gentleman uh, come on and talk about what happens in the body when you eat certain foods and drinks. Mm. And he talked, it was amazing. It was, mm. you could, he just gave such great pictures on the radio. I didn't think it was possible, but it so is. <laughs> so listen back to it. Um, the, but that's what you shared, is that what we're putting inside affects our mental health, it affects our physical health, and, and we need to support ourselves and look at how we can bring a more conscious decision to, to what we're doing. To what we're, yeah, absolutely. It's going to get bigger and better next year. Absolutely. But you know, in a funny way, it probably won't feel that much bigger because we're going to try and make it cosier as well. So we will have the festival next year. We will have the the taster sessions, and I think maybe that's what we call them. You know, taster mm. workshops. Mm-hmm. Give give it have a have a go at something that you may not ha- have had a go at before. And throughout the year on our website, we're going to update you on what who's used that money, what programs have happened. Mm. We're going to bring some pictures out of some of the events we've been to but also some of the events through the year and we'll do a blog um every now and again maybe we'll commit Cam- camilla you're going to help us with this what are we going to commit mm-hmm. to should we do once a month 
So we have 12 blogs before the next event mm -hmm. and we theme idea. them. We're going to have monthly forums on Love Me First. So we'll really build that topic and, and where we can go and actually a, a program through. So that will also happen through the year. So 33 stalls later... Oh, you know what we must do? We must say thank you to the two women from Ashburn Tax who came out and just helped to set up and put away. That was fantastic. They really, that was beautiful that they came, came out. You're, you're so right that they came out, just, just worked in the area and just said, you know, we'd like to be available and just come out and just help. And we Absolutely really needed grateful. them. Yes. Because there were some stalls where people were setting up on their own mm. and it was hard work. Yeah. Holy moly. But that was just so that it was such a beautiful thing to do, just to offer your offer yourself to say, you know, I'm gonna help you guys set up and tear down. That's right. It was stunning. Huge. Remember though, regardless of what has always happening in your life, you are and will always will be you and you are amazing. The key is to reconnect with that space and learn to build a relationship with your body so you can recognise when your body's trying to tell you something's not quite right. And then Seek support with the appropriate support service, be that mental or physical health. And that way you build tools to address what you do not yet feel equipped to manage. Look for support in the community. It is there. We just need to learn how to open up to that support and trust again. Don't wait for life to come to you. Take yourself to life and be the change you want to see. Thank you both very much. Thank you, Laura. Thank you, Lucy. And thank you, Camilla. Thank you so much, Lucy. I'll see you both again very soon. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the podcast for today's show will be available through the Stay in the Loop with Lucy website, on SoundCloud, on iTunes podcasts, and wherever you listen, please leave a review. It really helps to get other people interested. If you want to get updates, then like the at Stay in the Loop with Lucy Facebook page and all of those spaces. The links are available on the Triple H program page. Till next week's show, remember to take a moment to look after you, connect with the amazing people in our community. Be kind, be caring, be love, be all of you. You've been listening to Stay in the Loop with Lucy on Triple H 100.1 FM.